Hello and welcome to The Nate Show. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. Uh, don't forget to follow along with the show um, on social media at The Nate Show 423. The Nate Show podcast is available pretty much anywhere you find your podcast at. And there's also a link to my YouTube channel um, on those social media pages. So don't forget to check that out as well. And I realize that most people listen to podcasts as they're traveling or maybe they're at the gym and doing something. So with that mobility in mind, this entire episode is was recorded rather with me on the road so i'm not gonna waste any time and blabber about it just get straight into it so yeah as i said in the intro i'm doing a little bit of a road talk and i'll be back in the studio again here in a couple days Um, there's actually a theme that's going to run throughout this episode uh, and then i'm going to really bring it home um, at the end and also do pretty much an entire episode next time i'm in my studio and so you won't have any weird background car noise or me you know yelling at people you know in traffic or anything like that hopefully i won't cuss too much on this episode I have to edit around it. But uh, the theme for this uh, Nate Show podcast episode is be yourself, which is, I realize, very cliche, kind of corny. But the theme of everything I'm going to talk about, because I'm going to talk about uh, something going on in sports, and there's a couple things, entertainment, pop culture, whatever, that's always kind of the theme of the Nate Show. It's whatever's on my mind, but it was founded in sports, and also I'm, I'm into you know, what goes on in the world of entertainment, pop culture, just social things that are happening uh, what have you but if you know as I'm recording this uh, it's a Friday evening I'm in my car I'm making that wonderful trip to and from Asheville North Carolina um, going out here to see a friend and then heading back here in about an hour or so but um you know last night had a great time at the uh, a lot of you know who Chris Jericho is he was a professional wrestler still is uh, but also has a band that's been around for a long time named Fozzie uh, they rock out pretty hard. You've probably seen him on Dancing with the Stars. I believe he had this game show that he hosted for a period of time. Uh, he's very versatile and very... It's funny because you know, people say, you know, if you're a jack-of-all-trades, you, you're not really great at either one of them. But he's he's considered to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all times, one of the greatest entertainers. He's, he's absolutely fantastic at everything he does. And uh, his band, Fozzie, was in Johnson City, Tennessee last night. And it, it's really crazy how things work out where they were supposed to be in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Uh, they did a show in Charlotte on Wednesday, but because of you know the Hurricane Florence and all that, uh, the Jacksonville show uh, there in North Carolina got canceled. So they ended up, you know, on Monday, they were told that they had to reschedule, go somewhere else. And they were, you know, they were asked, you know, would you be cool going to Johnson City, Tennessee? And Jericho said, you know, heck yeah. I uh, used to live in the area, lived in Morristown for a little bit. Those of you familiar with this sort of East Tennessee area. Uh, when he was doing Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and they would do shows in Knoxville, shows in Johnson City, he lived directly in between him and Jim Cornette and a lot of those guys that were in Smoky Mountain. But uh, he's always been a big fan of the city. Um, that was the first one of the first things he said when he came on stage last night. They performed the song Judas, which is fantastic. And then he said, you know, he told that whole story that I just said about their show getting canceled, and he, you know, how crazy he was and how much, you know, how much he loved Johnson City and how cool the town it was. And I'm telling you about this because, yeah, I had a great time uh, at the show. Uh, it was fantastic. Even They came on kind of late, but that is what it is. I had to be at work early this morning, but it's, it was well worth it. But uh, the reason I'm telling you that is it ties into that theme of be yourself. You know, whenever he was coming up through the wrestling ranks, he could have put all his eggs in that basket. He's a fantastic wrestler, great on the microphone, that whole thing. Um, but he always in the metal, always in the hard rock music big fan of Kiss just as I was he was a big fan of Kiss as he was growing up and 
coming up through the wrestling business and really, you know, becoming a young man and heavily influenced by Kiss and, you know, Metallica and all these great rock bands. And it shows when you listen to their albums, when you listen to Fozzie albums and songs, you can tell there's a lot of influence there. Uh, but it's also its own sound. It's its own style. And it's fantastic. But he's himself. Uh, he, you know, whenever you see him on TV in a wrestling ring, he's... He's, I know that most wrestlers are playing a characterized version of themselves, and he kind of is, but he's that same person uh, when he's on stage performing with Fozzie. He's that same person whenever he's doing his podcast, Talk is Jericho. Uh, he's someone, and I mentioned this on Facebook, for those of you that saw my post, I, he's someone that I admire a great deal, uh, not just as a wrestler, but not just as a podcaster, content producer, entertainer, as a person uh, there's a lot of things that I admire about him and his energy and his ability to, in his late 40s now, to still perform at each of his jobs at such a high level. Uh, they did that wrestling show all in in Chicago a few weeks ago. And on his podcast, he had mentioned, you know, I've got a show in Kansas City, Missouri that night, or else I'd love to do something all in. He, uh, spoiler alert, he ended up. Uh, the lights went out. There's a wrestler named Pentagon Jr. who wears a mask, kind of the whole luchador sort of thing. But is is a, a not when you think of luchadors, usually uh, you think of a small or Rey Mysterio type, someone that's very tiny, very thin. Uh, uh, Pentagon Jr. is muscular, built very much like a Chris Jericho, not swole or anything, but is in very good shape. And so the lights went out, and, and Pentagon wears a mask and also wears paint under that mask, and get like the full sort of sugar skull type effect to his face and so the lights go out and they come back on and it's still pentagons you know sitting there and people are like oh what was that all about and it turns out uh, he attacks kenny omega and takes the mask off and it's chris jericho uh, chris jericho says i'll see you on the jericho cruise they're, they're doing a i'm I feel like i'm just promoting for chris jericho right now uh, he's got a cruise coming up at the end of this year where there, you know, there's bands and performances, but also wrestling matches and everything. I'd love to go, but I don't have $1,500 extra right now to put towards that or however much it is. Uh, I think they're doing another one next year. But So he, he does that, as I was saying. He takes off the mask, that whole thing, and makes that announcement and then immediately goes and gets on a private plane, flies to Kansas City, uh, lands at the airport, and then 20 minutes later walks on stage for his Fozzie show in Kansas City with people, fans screaming and hollering, and he's still got his Pentagon Jr. Uh, makeup on. Came straight from Chicago to the thing on a plane and take his makeup off or anything. Just fantastic. Like, just unbelievable entertainer. But um, speaking of, this is a great segue, speaking of entertainers and someone being entertaining and being themselves, which is, again, the whole theme for this, the Cleveland Browns won a football game last night, or whenever you listen to this, they beat the New York Jets 21-17 on Thursday night football. Uh, Browns quarterback Tyrod Taylor got hurt, which you'd hate to see. Wasn't playing well up to getting hurt, though, and there was already rumblings that Baker Mayfield may be in the running to come in and get some playing time. And, of course, Baker came in. I believe he was 17 for 23, 201 yards. I don't have the stats in front of me, but usually with numbers, I have a good photographic memory. I feel like I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, so he came in, engineered a comeback. They won. The Browns have looked a lot better through their first three games, and they've looked in a long time, and Baker seems to be the future. Uh, their coach, Hugh Jackson, who I think is a bozo, said, you know, I'm not here to make any decisions. It's just coach talk, and coach talk is use, 
you know, completely fundamentally useless. But he said, you know, I've not made any decisions. We need to watch the film. Uh, we need to look at the tape to see, you know, which who gives us the best chance to win. Let me tell you something right now. If if Hugh Jackson needs to look at the tape to determine who's the better quarterback and who's the better player going forward for that team, he needs to just get his resume ready and go look at ZipRecruiter or Monster.com or something like that because there's nothing to look at, bro. You already are stupid for not starting Baker to begin with, you know? Like, Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a really good player. I think he's much better served as a backup to a starting quarterback than he is being the starter. I just... He's not a difference maker. He's not someone that moves the needle in any discernible way. He made that great pass against the Saints, but usually plays it safe and waits way too long to pass the ball. That was the difference in the two quarterbacks last night is, yeah, the Jets blitz Tyrod a lot, but he holds on to the ball so long, and he's mobile, but he's never sure if he wants to stay in the pocket or run, and it's like... You can tell, you can feel him overthinking every decision when you're watching him play. And the thing with Baker is he'd back up, and if the receiver was open, boom, the ball was out of his hands in one to two seconds. And that was the difference in the game. And Baker Mayfield is is mobile. We saw it when he was at Oklahoma. He's mobile. He can run when he needs to. But he he's not a Michael Vick, um, even really a Lamar Jackson type, where he's going to scramble more often than not. Baker is someone that I noticed that uses his feet to make a pass. He uses his feet to get out of the pocket and put himself in a position to better um, to have a better angle at that open receiver. He's he's using his feet so that he can use his arms instead of using his feet so that he can use his feet, if that makes any sense. But the reason that that ties into be yourself is because Baker Mayfield is someone that uh, was in a bit of trouble throughout his college career for being himself. Uh, the run-in with the police that he had. We've seen the video of the Kansas game where he was cupping, you know, his crotch and saying obscenities to the Kansas players and, and that whole thing, which, you know, I'm not condoning or, you know, even reprimanding either way. I'm kind of sitting on the fence on this one. I'm simply saying that that's someone that was himself. And when he was drafted, there was a lot of, well, should he have been drafted so high, character issues, blah, 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 the whole thing, and I really, I was never really, I never cared either way whenever he was at Oklahoma. It didn't matter to me um, whether he was brash and arrogant or whatever. Like I don't have the desire to tell a college student that's not getting paid for the millions of dollars that they're bringing into a university. I don't have the audacity to tell them what they can and can't say, what they should and shouldn't do. You know, I don't have that. Um, and honestly, at the end of the day, it's all an opinion. If he's doing that stuff in the NFL, I don't think it's going to go over very well at all because there's that sanctity of acting professional. And I, I believe in that. When you're in a work in, environment, you should be an act professional. And cupping your, you know, package is not something, pardon the language, it's not really language, but kids listen, I, you know, whatever, just close their ears. Um, retroactively put your fingers in your kids' ears if they're listening. But when you're doing stuff like that, that's not very professional. But that's someone that's himself. You see him doing the, the dances and stuff in practice, and he's, you know, he's, he seems like, at least through one half of football, he's going to be the Brown savior at quarterback. And 
I'm all for in the NFL. I'm all for uh, personality. When you look at uh, people don't seem to believe me whenever I say that the NBA is eventually going to be more popular than the NFL as far as being America's sport. And people don't believe that. You got to think retroactively, though. 30 years ago, the NBA was very close to insolvency. It was very close to just fading away and disappearing completely. Um, In the mid-80s, basketball was on the rise in popularity, but it was still very close to just, they were very close to giving up on it. You know, the ABA-NBA merger happened. Yes, you had the Celtics and the Lakers. Michael Jordan was a rookie, you know, in 1984. And so up to that point, it it was still a very local sport and, and a lot of the smaller market teams were were terrible even the New York Knicks biggest market in the NBA at the time other than LA was terrible and what's happened in the last 30 years since then is if you go just strictly I know this isn't the best way to measure this but if you look at Instagram followers I believe the NBA's uh, social media Instagram page is a little is like over 30 million followers I believe and the NFLs is somewhere around 11 million. So the NBA almost has triple, just based on that, triple the social media presence that the NFL has, which again isn't a solid measurement for really much of anything other than that the NBA understands personality. You get to see the players' faces. You, uh, they're more celebrity than NFL players are. There's a select few NFL players that you know by name, uh, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you knew Peyton Manning commercially and there's others Odell Beckham Jr Uh, but one of the reasons you know Odell is yeah he's a great player and the one-handed catch but you know him as being kind of part of the Kardashian crew there for a little bit Uh, so there's that portion of it as well Uh, and that's why I believe that the NBA is eventually going to take over the NFL because the NFL doesn't have uh, today when you're fighting for everyone's attention and everyone's on their phone which I'll get to in a second Everyone's on their phone, everyone's on Twitter, everyone's on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. The NBA utilizes all those platforms to great effectiveness, whereas the NFL wants to, that's why it's called the No Fun League, they want to suppress everything. And I'm not going to get political, but they want to suppress everything. They still want it to be the old, starchy NFL of the 70s and 80s, and that's not going to fly for many more years. And you're already seeing it fall apart, no matter what side of the political or racial or social spectrum that you fall on, the NFL is going to see their empire fall apart. But speaking of everyone being on their phone, and I'm just knocking it out with these transitions today, um, if you're listening to this, I'm recording it on a Friday. It probably won't be up till Saturday or Sunday. But on Friday, we had new iPhones come out. We had the iPhone XS and the XS Max. Um, I actually, I'm not going to spoil any things. I don't want there to be a conflict of interest. But I work in a place uh, where this is a big deal. And I know quite a bit about these phones. And I'm going to start to wind down the episode with this. You know, And the theme of being yourself. Um, I'm not here to give you, I'm not the person to talk about fiscal responsibility. For me to give you financial advice on what you should or shouldn't do with new phones, whether you're Samsung, Apple, whatever, Android, Apple, that whole thing, like that doesn't matter to me and I'm not going to give you financial advice. What I am going to give you is be yourself advice. When the new iPhones come out, if you really, really want it and you got to upgrade, you you really want the thing, you know, I'll be honest with you. What I'm looking to do with podcasting, uh, video producing, and, and that whole thing, that iPhone XS Max, 
the 512 gig that just came out, I'm going to be getting it as soon as possible because there's several things that I'm going to be able to do on there far more effectively than I'm currently doing them on my iPhone 6 Plus that I've had for a long time, just being honest with you. So when it comes to need or even just really wanting something, if you really want the new iPhone or the new Samsung Galaxy or the Note or whatever, go get it, man. Or woman, you know, whatever. Go get it. Go get it. If you really want it, go for it. Go get it. But I will tell you this, and this is the advice portion of this. Don't go get it because your friend Margaret, I don't even know if anyone's named Margaret anymore, because your friend Bob, I'm just going to give you the most generic white people names, whatever, and you can insert whatever name you want. Don't do it because your friend or your sister or, you, you know, the guy that sits across the way in another cubicle at work, you heard, you know, Sandra in the break room talking about she's going to get that iPhone. Don't get it because of that. That's shallow. That's stupid. Don't be like that. Do things because you want to do them. Do things because you feel like it's, it's, it feels good in your heart. If you do or get something because someone else does it, it's, it's never going to be your thing. It's going to be their thing. And guess what? Anything you get isn't actually yours anyway. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time. Do stuff that you like to do. Do stuff that you love to do. Get that iPhone, man. Get that, um, the PlayStation 4. That, that new Spider-Man game just came out a couple weeks ago. The PS4 Pro with the Spider-Man, you know, paint on it. Like, the, the looks, you know, they have the logo. You know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Go get it. You really want it? Go get it. You got a car you've been driving around for a few years. You see that new, you know, you know, they're bringing the Chevy Blazer back or whatever's coming out. You want a new car? Go get a new car, man. And again, I'm not here, you know, saying blow all your money. Be fiscally responsible. I'm not the one for advice on that. I'm just saying whatever you feel like you should do, do it. And take some time. Think. Sit in the recliner. 10, 15 minutes, think with a notepad, write stuff down, like, hey, you know, and it'll help you, even if you don't ever look at the notes again, just the act of writing it down melts it into your brain and you remember things a lot easier. It brings stuff to the forefront of your mind. Think about those things. Think about those things that you want. Really spend time, I know this sounds like a weird word in this context, but meditate on it. Really think about those things and just make sure that all your decisions are your decisions. Don't ever make a decision based on what someone else might think or do. I've spent a lot of time in my life wasting rephrase that I've wasted a lot of time in my life whether good intentions or not basing every decision whether it be a new phone a new job a new whatever on what someone else thinks or wants from me I'm not saying go out and be a a freaking jerk I'm not saying go out and say you know screw you to anyone that has an opinion for you if you have people in your vice in your life that want to give you solid advice and you you trust whether it be family friends you know pastor whatever yeah Absorb everything. But make sure that when people give you advice, myself included, make sure that they understand that it's just simply that. That it's just advice. It's not something that you, you know, strictly have to adhere to. And I'm going to apologize, by the way. There was probably a ticking sound in the background. That's not it right there. That's my turn signal. There was probably a ticking sound in the video or in the video, in the podcast this whole episode. I apologize for that. But um, make sure that advice is, is understood, that it's just advice. Like, I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear you out. Bill, I'm going to hear what you have to say, buddy, but I'm not guaranteeing you that I'm going to take your advice. I, anytime someone gives me advice, I, whether it's my mom, my dad, but, you know, any a friend of mine, 
anybody i'll make sure that they know like hey look i value your advice or i wouldn't even be listening to you but just understand don't take it personal if i don't take your advice because at the end of the day it's my decision to make and i'm the one that has to live with my decisions um yeah they may affect other people in your life but at the end of the day you're stuck with your decisions whether good or bad Uh, that that's on you at the end of the day but um that's pretty much it, honestly. I'm going to go ahead and wind this down, this whole be yourself thing. One of the things that I want to talk about, it's going to tie into being yourself, but the next episode that I do in studio, uh, and I may make a video on this as well, uh, What I made, a, I made a video a couple months ago about uh, anxiety and depression and how it tied into what happened, happened to Chester Bennington, uh, the singer from Lincoln Park who, who took his life last summer. Uh, which still bothers me whenever I say it or think about it. But um, how those things played out. And I think that a lot of times people think of depression as someone that's sad all the time or someone that's frustrated and visibly angry or something like that. And it's not always that because that's not the literal definition of what depression is. Um, I'm going to, in that uh, episode that I do next, I'm going to break down the scientific uh, the scientific definition of depression and I'm also going to use another word that kind of sounds like depression it's called it's the word impress uh, impress not necessarily meaning um, a good thing all the time but something that leaves an impression whether you drop something on the ground it leaves a divot that's an impression I'm going to talk about it from a purely scientific standpoint as opposed to just a good or bad you know, happy, sad sort of uh, perspective. So I'm looking forward to bringing you that. I don't want to make it, like I said, I don't want to make it too ultra sad or sappy or anything like that. Um, I just kind of want to give people something to think about. And I want to give an alternate perspective on um, some of the things that people think. And just, like I said, I'm kind of saying the same thing over and over, but just I want to give alternate perspectives on how to really process and look at things because you get so caught up in what other people's definition and going back to being yourself you get so caught up in what other people's definition is and you're wor- you know you're worrying about whatever i'm just going to let you know that that person um that uh, try to you know i'm not trying to bring anyone down here but that person that's in your life that you see is happy go lucky and having fun and has the biggest smile on their face all the time might be the most depressed person and they might wish that they had someone that they could talk to and hug and love and tell about their issues and you know just like to know that someone's there and they can't necessarily do that because they're so caught up in this idea that they have to be a certain way all the time um, for example so I'm going to get off of that for now because I don't want to give away too much of what I'm going to talk about and also I don't want to like start crying here in my car when people are driving and looking at me so again worrying about what other people think but um, I appreciate everyone that's listened to this all the way through or even if you listen to a second of it um, I always say you could be anywhere in the world but you're here with me I do very much appreciate that. I'll have new content coming. I'll be going, uh, doing podcasts at least twice a week going forward, videos every now and then. Uh, I'm excited about some stuff that I'm working on and some people that I've linked up with recently that are going to help ex- you know, expedite this process and, and do all that. But um, again, I, I love everyone that's listening to this. You can be anywhere in the world. If you're here with me, I appreciate that. Uh, stay tuned for new content, and I hope to have you back again next time. But if not, I get it.